You are listening to the Hope Church Weekly Message Podcast. Hope Church is located in Cleaver, Texas and meets on Sundays. Pastor Todd and the preaching team desire for this message to bring life in a dark world. For more information about Hope Church, visit HopeChurchCleaver.com. So I want you to get by all the distractions, get by all the mess that's going on around you and focus in because God's got something big for you today. So this pandemic hit us. Now, I know many of you are excited that spring break is finally ending. Um, You get to go back to school, longest spring break in the history of the world. And, uh, you know, that that was fun time, right? I actually... I don't know that I've ever told the whole church this, most the leaders know, but I actually got to decide to cancel having in-person services on vacation. I was sitting uh, about 100 feet from the beach, talking to the mayor, going, you know, this just ain't going to work. And we decided to cancel in-person services. Then I got to come back and preach about seven weeks in a room full of nobody. I was always thankful when Paul was here and a few of the others. Yeah, you were here, Josh, but you don't talk. Uh, (laughs) He still didn't say anything. And uh, I I would love when Paul was here because Paul would go, in his deep voice, amen. And you could hear him on the live stream going, amen, right? (laughs) It was great. Uh, And... And you guys were so supportive. A lot of you would, would text me and say, Pastor, man, I know there's nobody there, but you're doing an awesome job. You're taking it to the next level, and I'd appreciate it. You were all telling me, Pastor, I can't wait to come back. I can't wait to be in person. It's going to be so awesome. And you pumped me up so much that when they put out what we had to do, I was like, we're going to need three services to put all these people in here because they coming. They're coming back. Right, Pastor Grant? Wrong. The first Sunday, the biggest service we had, there's 120 people in the service right now. The biggest service we had was 40. So you feel the energy in this room right now? (laughs) Take it down by 75%, and that's where we were. And I only had to do that one time, I had to do that three times. And here's the thing, I left there and I said, God, listen, okay? And me and God talk like this because God is big enough to handle me talking to him like this, all right? I said, God, I've served this church for eight years now. In September, actually next Sunday, will be my eight years with you guys. And I said, God, I've I've worked my tail off. And you're going to let a pandemic take all this work out? And he said, listen, Todd. As he does often. He just, listen, listen. <laughs> At least this is how God talks to me. He may not talk to you this way, but this is, what, this is, this is the way I need it. He said, listen, Todd, I'm showing you something if you listen. In biblical terms, I'm sh- separating the chaff from the wheat. If you don't know anything about what chaff and wheat is, chaff is the byproduct of the wheat that you don't actually use. It's like the husk of the corn. You don't eat the husk, Right? I mean, if you, I guess you could, but that'd be weird. You just wrap your tamales in them, right? Isn't that what you do? And I mean, you don't eat that either, unless you're weird. Uh, I guess there are people out there that do. I mean, you don't eat that, right? Okay. Anyway, you're supposed to peel it off, then eat the tamale. Uh, But guys, God was telling me, listen, 
the church that has let that that is left at the end of all this will be a strong church like never before. Because I'm here to tell you, God is preparing us to do big things. It should be no shock to you that after seven weeks of the church not meeting, we've seen some of the greatest turmoil we've ever seen in our nation's history. So that should tell you, weekly, we need a kick in the throat in this place we're going to get a little bit cray cray, right? And guys, I'm here to tell you what God is doing in this place, what God is doing all over the world. He is preparing his church to rise up for big things. You know, and you know how I know I've been talking to pastors all over the world and every one of them feel it. It's coming. And I'm telling you, for us, September 19th is going to be a shifting point. Be there. If you're not there, you're going to miss it. But the mayor's going to be there. And I don't care if you vote for him or you didn't, you like him or you don't. He still owes me a Starbucks at the depot that he promised me. Mayor Kane, I hope you're listening. I told you I wouldn't vote for you again until you put it there. Um, I was honest. Uh, and, you know, I'll, I'll give him some grace. Uh, I don't know. Is the mayor election this time? It is actually. Uh, I probably shouldn't say that I wasn't going to vote for him. I don't know who I'm voting for. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> but I. But Mayor Kane's going to be there. It's going to be awesome. So guys, be there. It's going to be a shifting moment for our church because God is doing big things. And the problem is, we've seen with our culture, when something hard happens, we just give up. When things get hard, we just stay home. When things get difficult, we pull back. Guys, I don't want to wear a mask in Walmart. I don't. But if I want to go to Walmart, I just wear a mask. It's just what I do. It is what it is. I roll with the punches. You know why? Because I know that God is shifting and doing things during this season. And he is going to build a church that is bigger and greater than we've ever seen before. And guys, we haven't bounced back even yet. We were, we were at 300 before the pandemic started. Today, the number before I hit the stage was 210. Now we're, we're still short 90 people, but that's okay because God is separating the shaft from the wheat and he's gonna rise up a church that is greater than we've ever seen before. So if you have your Bibles, go to, go to Luke chapter 18. We're going to start in verse 1. If you don't have a Bible, you can follow along in the Hope Church Cleburne app. Also, if, you, if you're a person in, and you're like my wife and you like a physical book, there's a black Bible there in the chair in front of you. You can go to page 824, 824, follow along. I have a perfect public, public service announcement for you guys today. Okay, look around you. There are a few seats, a very few seats, okay? This auditorium is about 80% full, okay? So in church terms, that's full, okay? Because church people don't want to come in and sit next to each other like this, especially during a pandemic, right? I have some room. There's 120 in this service. I had 90 in the first service. So I need at least 20 of you that even it out. Need about 20 of you to go to the first service. I know you're like, well, pastor, it's early. <laughs> okay, listen. 
is it worth getting up early for somebody to go to heaven? Now, this doesn't give you an excuse to go, well, I just slept through. I slept through my alarm. I can't go to 9 o'clock. We'll still get up and come to the 1030. But I need some people to go to 9 o'clock that love Jesus and want to see people saved. Because most of our visitors come to this service. And if they walk in and they can't find a seat, do you think they're coming back? No, thank you. Somebody knows the answer to the question. All right, Luke chapter 18, starting in verse 1. I'm going to read it to you today. He said, and he told them a parable to the effect they ought always to pray and not lose heart. He said, in a certain city, there was a judge who neither feared God nor respected man. And there was a widow in that the city who kept coming to him saying, give me justice against my adversary. For a while he refused. But afterwards, he said to himself, though I neither fear God nor respect man, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will give her justice so that she will not beat me down by her continually coming. And the Lord said, hear what the unrighteous judge says. And will not God give justice to his elect who cry to him day and night? Will he delay long over them? I tell you, he will give justice to them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, he will find faith. Will he find faith on earth? So what does this, do we learn from this parable? What do we learn from this parable? Last week I gave you an extra credit. Usually I do three. Last week I did four. This week I'm doing four. I guess before school starts you need extra credit, right? Number one, if you're like me, I needed extra credit every six weeks. Number one, do not give up. Don't give up. God is not unwilling to help us. Rather, he measures our concern for a particular matter by our persistence. And he will indeed speedily avenge his chosen people. Guys, you ever had to call? You ever had somebody mess up something on your bill? Like with a major big conglomerate like AT&T or TXU where you have to call and talk to somebody who can't speak English and you're like, Ugh! right? You're like, what are you saying? I cannot understand you. But, but then you're like, well, let me talk to your manager. I'll go get my manager. And I swear they set the phone down and just walk away and just go, we'll see if they stay on there and how long they're going to stay on there for, right? <laughs> and they'll go get their buddy and they're like, hey, I need you to be my manager, right? Okay. That's what I feel like they're doing, <laughs> at least in my head. But I had, I had this happen one time with our, with our text to give. It was around Christmas time. I don't, I don't know if it was last year or the year before. I think it was the year before. And usually our text to give, when you text to give, usually within 24 hours on a business day, within one business day, it dumps the money into our checking account. And so it came time to pay the bills and the accountant lady called me and said, hey, we, we don't have money in the account. I'm like, well, we should. So I went and looked and sure enough, the money had not deposited from text to give. So I called the text to give people. They said, oh, don't worry about it. It's a, it's a glitch in our system. We'll get it figured out. Sweet. The next week we go to pay some bills. We don't have any money in the account. What, what's going on? Guys, 70% of our giving comes in through text to give. So this is a big deal. Okay? And so the second week I call them and they go, well, it's, it's, a, it's a glitch in our system. We'll make sure it happens. Okay, great. Third week, call back. Guess what they say? It's a glitch in our system, right? So 
So I was like, well, they know I'm a pastor. There are people that deal with churches. So the fourth week, I call back and say, listen, I'm going to not be able to pay our staff for Christmas. If somebody doesn't get their act together, or I'm going to drive up to your offices wherever they are, and we're going to figure it out together. They said, hang on, pastor, we'll get you somebody. So they got me a sweet lady who lives in Waxahachie, Texas. If you want something fixed, call by somebody in Texas. Amen, right? Lives in Waxahachie, Texas and goes to an AG church with a pastor friend of mine. She got us fixed and she gave me her cell phone number. So if I ever had trouble again, guess what? I'm not ever in trouble again. You know why? Because I was persistent. And guys, I want you to know, if God has put big dreams in your heart, do not give up until you see it through. If God has put something big in your heart, just like I did with the text to give, don't give up. You know why? Because I, as a pastor, am never going to go without paying our staff on Christmas. I'm going to bust somebody's head until we get the money that is ours in our account. The same way God is saying, if I've put a dream in your heart, don't give up. The problem is a pandemic comes and we just go, "Ah, I can't handle it. Guys, fear is from the devil. It's not from the Lord. We all are going to die at some point. If this is news to you, I'm sorry. But God knows the day and the time that he is going to take Todd, Ronnie Todd Barm to be with him in heaven. And I'm going to live my life and work for Jesus until that day is. If it's 2020, so be it. I'm going to be in heaven. Who cares? When Jesus is done with me, that's it. I'm not going to worry about it until then. And guys, I'm not saying don't use wisdom. Be wise. But God has put a dream in our hearts. Don't let 2020 squash it. That was for somebody. I didn't get that mad in the first service. Somebody somebody needs to come alive in this service. Number one, don't give up. Number two, seek God for needs. Keyword, needs. Dedicated kingdom living includes persistent prayer that trusts God to supply our needs. Guys, if you look up needs in the dictionary, which I actually didn't, I'm just assuming this is what it says, and I know one of you is Googling it right now. It's needs are food, water, oxygen. That's what you need to survive. You can last, you can last up to two or three weeks without food. By the look of some of you, Grant's a lot nicer than me. You could probably last longer on your reserves. Uh, me, I could probably last longer than three weeks, probably last six months, easy. Uh, but you can only go about three or four days till you're about to hallucinate, till you start to hallucinate without water, start seeing people. And, and even in people, if they get trapped in the ocean, they know the water's bad for them and they shouldn't drink it, but they hallucinate so much, they just drink the water in the ocean, the salt water, and it ends up killing them. But guys, needs are things that we need to survive. Guys, I want the Cowboys to win the Super Bowl every year. But is that what I need? Yes. Absolutely that's what I need. It's going to happen this year. I've got a feeling. 
got McCarthy. We're good to go. <laughs> they are playing. What are you talking about? <laughs> I want a million dollars. But is that what I need? Yes. What, what are you people? No, it's not what I need. What I want you guys to hear is we must align our prayer life with the very heart of God. You must align your prayer life to the very heart of God. Oftentimes, this is what our prayer time looks like. We get our long list of prayer needs and goes, and goes God, I need, you to curl, I need you to heal my ingrown toenail. I need you to hear, heal so-and-so's half-sister or twice removed. I need you to do this. I need you to heal all the sickness in the world. And we forget to go, God, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Too many times we say, my kingdom come, my will be done. Now, I know it's easy to get confused because you don't all, all speak old English, but thy means his kingdom come, his will be done, not my. And guys, as Christ followers, if you look at the Lord's prayer, there's only two lines that have anything to do with you. Give us this day our daily breads and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. That's it. The rest is about him. So why have we made prayer all about us? We must seek God for his will. Number three, wait on his timing. Wait on his timing. Prayer is not one quick session of listing needs and expecting immediate results. Prayer is continually to talk to God with persistence. Prayer is based on absolute faith in God. So he never gives up knowing God will answer when, when, where, and how he chooses. Knowing that God will answer when, where, and how he chooses. God, prayers also know that God expects us to keep on praying until the answer comes. And I know you're like, well, God, well, what? Why is it taking God so long? I've prayed for this for a long time. Second Peter 3, 8 through 9 gives you a very good answer. It says, but do not look, overlook this one fact. Peter's saying, don't overlook this. Beloved, that the Lord, to the Lord, one day is a thousand years. Be encouraged in the house of the Lord this morning. And a thousand years is one day. The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promises as some count slowness, but is patient towards you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. Guys, sometimes time can go real slow. And this has never been made known to me more than I, I live a fast paced life. I got texts coming at me all the time. Even when I'm home, I'm, I've got the kids coming at me all the time. And, and if, if I'm not doing that, or I'm watching sports or got something going on on the TV. And, and time's just flying by fast. But you never figure out how slow time goes by until you're sitting in a deer stand. Waiting on a deer to come, right? You're watching the feeder. You see a bird move. You're like, what's that? Then you look down and you're like, man, it's got to be at least an hour. Look down. In 30 seconds. That's amazing. <laughs> right? 
As waiting is not always easy, but it's worth the wait. We often think that God answering us no is not an answer. Those of you that are parents, is no an answer? Yes. Even though our kids don't like it, it's still an answer. But guys, I praise God. I praise God that he has answered no to some of my prayers. Because I've prayed for things, for things to happen in my life that should have never happened. The love of my life. If God had answered my prayers, she wouldn't be in my life. I felt like somebody else, I I needed to marry them. I prayed, God, please let this girl love me. She never did. Because that was not God's answer to me. She was the answer. But had I not waited for the yes answer, I would have never gotten what I needed. And what I needed was her. <laughs> you ruined the tension. I built it up. There was tension in the room. They were like, eh. And he just killed it all. good rule of public speaking. You got you to gotta build the tension. When you feel the tension, you just keep pressing. Build the tension more, right? All right, go to the fourth point because now, now we lost all that. Number four, God will bring justice in his timing. God will bring justice in his timing. Jesus applied this story to his disciples. If an uncaring judge acts like this, how much more does a loving heavenly father care for his children? So Jesus is telling the story. He's equating the story to an unjust judge. If he can even care about justice, how much more can your heavenly father care about? In your Bible, it says elect. What that means to you is the called those that have chosen God and will go be with him forever in heaven. That is the elect. Guys, it seems like there's a whole lot of injustice in our world. But if we wait on the Lord, he will bring justice to his people. Guys, if you think we're going through the most awful injustice we've ever had in our history, read a history book. There's been some other crazy things going on. I mean, there was one year that our president was shot. Martin Luther King was shot. We were going on a war in Vietnam. Some of you remember that going on. That was a crazy year. There's been other crazy years. Well, you know what? We survived. And I'm here to tell you, this may be news to some of you. We will get to 2021 and it'll be okay. Because God's up to something. But if you hear nothing else this morning, I want you to hear this. God sees you in your darkest hour. And he will bring victory. God sees you here in 2020. Some of you, this is the darkest day of your life. And he is going to bring victory. It may not be instantaneous. But it's going to come. You just have to keep praying like it depends on him. And working like it depends on you. That takes spiritual discipline. We don't like spiritual discipline. 
Discipline's not something good. And you're like, well, how do you even say that, pastor? The reason we don't like discipline, I'll tell you. God has taught us to be disciplined. You know how I know? Every food that's good for you does not taste good. (laughs) Sounds like a mean old trick, right? No, it teaches you to be what? Disciplined. To eat the right things, even when it's not, it doesn't always taste good or brings you instant gratification. We love sugar. We love salt. We love fat. That's what we love. In fact, our brain reacts to those things much like cocaine. I'm being dead serious. That's the way your brain acts to it. Do the research. But here's the thing. I see this over and over in the church. I watch church people and I watch this happen. They'll walk in. They'll fall in love with our church. They'll think my preaching's the greatest thing they've ever heard in their entire life. They'll love our worship team. But then, but then, hardship comes. Guys, this church is not perfect. If this church were perfect, you better not come into it because then you would have messed it up. Because none of us are perfect. Right? And if you find the the perfect church, don't leave here because then you're going to mess it up. Right? You see where I'm going with this. And I'll see with people, they'll reach hardship in their church. And what happens? They leave. Thinking that they're going to go find a perfect church somewhere else. But guys, it's when we face hardship that God is growing us the most. And I see it time and time and time and time and time again with church people. If they will stick out a hard time in the church, God brings them through it. And many times they're here for the rest of their lives. Because God has solidified it. Because guys, we're a family. Raise your hand if you never have any problems in your family, right? Liar. <laughs> we're, we're gonna, I mean, we're all just a loving, dysfunctional family. That's what we are. We should not be surprised when problems come. What does this mean for us? What does this mean for you in our life today? If you're new here at Hope Church, I always try to end each messages with some challenges for your week. Number one. Are you becoming tired of waiting? Guys, I want to encourage you like I did with my opening story. I want to encourage you, God can handle your questions. If you're frustrated, talk to him. If things are difficult, talk to him. He created you. There's nothing that you can do that he can't handle. But be prepared when you start talking to him like that, he's going to start talking to you like that, right? Because he does that to me often. He'll, he'll, his presence will come into my office and say, like, see, I told you, if you'd listen to me more often, I know, Lord, I know. I'm hard-headed. I can't help it. No amen there? Okay, number two. <laughs> you sat quietly the whole time. I expected that one, but no, Okay. Are you praying that God's will will be done? Are you praying that God's will would be done? Not what you want, but his will. His kingdom come. His will be done on this earth. Because I know 2020 has not been the year that any of us thought it would be. 
for me, 2020 stunk. I was like, 2020 is coming. It's going to be awesome. It's a perfect vision year. (laughs) Right? It's so funny because everybody said the same thing. I was watching pastors. They're like, it's going to be a 2020 vision year. We couldn't, we couldn't pass up to 2020, right? We, we love the puns so much. And here we are. Guys, we've got an election coming up. We've got all these things that are going on in our nation. God is up to something. And he is going to bring victory to his people his will, not what we want, but his will. Number three, are you ready for God to bring victory in your life? Guys, it's oftentimes that when things get hard and we want to quit, that God's moving and shaking us the most. And I want you to know this morning that God does not put dreams in your heart to take them away. One thing I tell pastors over and over and over again, if God has called you to be in the ministry, to be a pastor, that calling never stops. You may stop, but he doesn't. So I'm here to tell you this morning, if God's put a dream in your heart, that victory will come. but it's gonna be in his timing. Because his timing is perfect. And if you've never had a God moment where his perfect timing just fell into alignment like that, you don't know what I'm talking about, but those of you that have, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And you're thankful that God waited and didn't say yes till the perfect time because it all fell in place like it was supposed to. And we're gonna see that with this 2020 mess, it's all gonna fall in perfect timing the way the Lord has called it to do right in the nick of time. But we need to walk in faith, not in fear, not in anxiety, not in depression, not in callousness. I think some of, some of us have been, become so callous with all this mess that's gone on in the world that we don't love anybody anymore. So guys, just a moment. Pastor Mo's gonna sing a song. We're gonna have some people down here to pray. If you need some prayer, we'd love to pray with you. The altars are gonna be open. If you just kneel, need to kneel at the altar and, and, and pray to the Lord, we're gonna be here for you. But guys, I want you to take this time and ask the Lord, what is my victory? What are you calling me to do? What are you bringing me through in this 2020 season? Don't miss this opportunity. I guarantee you every lunch place that's open right now will be open when we're done with this song. And whatever you have to do will still be there. Your grass will still be there ready to be mowed. Your house will still be there ready to be cleaned. Do not miss this moment. Let's pray. Jesus, Lord, we pray that you would bring a victory in our lives. Lord, for many of us, this has been one of the toughest years that we have ever faced. But in you, we will see the victory coming. 
So Lord, I pray this morning that we would just put our trust in you, that we would put our faith in you, that we would lean not on our own understanding, but lean on your knowledge and your ways. Lord, speak to us today. Pour out your spirit on us right now and speak to us in Jesus' name.